You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hey, hey, mamas, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I want to dive into the topic today of flexibility because, as we know, the world is starting to open back up, which means offices are opening, and if you're a corporate mama who is potentially heading back to a commute pretty soon and maybe not that excited about it, you are going to want to tune in to today's episode. And if you're not a corporate mama, don't press stop just yet. The negotiation secrets I am going to share with you today can be applied to so many areas of your life, whether that be negotiating with your partner, with your boss, with a potential client or vendor in a work environment, with your kids, maybe even with your toddler, although I definitely am not going to guarantee anything when it comes to toddlers because we all know that's just like a total crapshoot. So I'm going to be pretty focused with my example here on flexibility at work, but I want you to know that these concepts can be tweaked and adjusted to easily work for you in lots of other situations. Negotiation is such an important skill, whether it's part of your professional gig or not. It happens every single day of your life. And if you're someone who likes getting things their way, and who isn't, then the better you are at negotiating, the more you are going to feel like you are totally winning at life. I have always been a negotiator since childhood. I can totally remember negotiating with my parents to get more TV time or to get my curfew extended. And I wasn't always amazing at it, but I had a lot of drive, which turned into a lot of practice which turned into some real refinement on my skill set. And when I was in college, I will never forget a mind-blowing exercise my professor had us do uh, with regards to negotiating the price of a car. Never say the first number. It was a lesson I learned that stuck with me throughout life and has gotten me more money in many job offers than I would have even thought to ask for if I hadn't followed my organizational development's professor advice that day in that role play that we participated in. But you know this podcast focuses a lot on time, so we are going to dive into that concept a little deeper right now when it comes to flexibility at work and how to make our work schedule work for us. We're going to learn how to negotiate the schedule of our dreams in an environment where you don't necessarily feel like you have any control over. Now, for my naysayers out there listening, mentally writing me off right now thinking, nope, my job doesn't allow for that, or nope, 
my job doesn't work that way or nope, this isn't going to work for me. Let's take a minute. Take a deep breath. I'll do it with you. And remember, no one's forcing you to listen to this podcast right now. I'm super happy you are listening. I believe you will gain something valuable from today's episode. I believe you are listening not on accident, that the universe is guiding you to hear these words today. But hey, if you want to drop off, girl, go ahead. No hard feelings. I still love you, and I'll catch you on the next one. So when it comes to work, to our jobs, many, or should I say most of us, can't just decide, you know what? I don't want to work nine hours a day. We just can't do that, right? It's our job. It's the expectation. There are policies. There's an HR department enforcing the rules. And also, in many cases, you likely need two salaries in your house because mortgages and kids and vacations and many petties are expensive. So it may not necessarily be a viable option to just be like, I'm out. I don't like working nine hours a day. So this situation can totally feel like it's out of your control. And that doesn't feel good to time momagers because to moms who like having control over their time and their schedule, to moms who have dreams and goals that seem super hard to fit into their daily schedule, to moms who are tired AF and just want a little more flexibility in their lives, the key is to ask yourself, what do I have control over to make time, to make my schedule work for me? For example, can I ask for an earlier or later schedule so I can spend more time with my kids when they're awake? Can I work from home one or more days a week to avoid commute times? Can I ask for a 10:40 or a 9:80 schedule so that I have an extra day off here and there? Can I become a freelancer and make my own hours? Can I become a mompreneur and turn my passion or another opportunity into income? No idea is too far-fetched. And thinking outside the box when you're trying to tame the time beast is the best way to get to the right end result. Don't be afraid to get super creative here. I encourage you to brainstorm a list of anything and everything that you can think of that would help you get the flexible schedule you're looking for. Write down whatever comes to mind, even if it seems unattainable right now, because I want to tell you almost every time I came up with a crazy idea, and I mean almost every single time, it ended up morphing into something executable, even in situations where I didn't have control of my time. Proof right here, sister. And here's the most important ingredient you need to add to your time control casserole. And this is all part of the negotiating piece. You need to be strategic. You need to plan and you need to be organized. Remember that important mantra that I preach about? So if you're asking for more flexibility at work, you absolutely need to be strategic about this. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Don't make this about you, even though it is. For example, you can't walk into your boss's office, no matter 
how great a relationship you think you have with welled up tearful eyes and say, this is too hard. I need things to change around here because I'm falling apart. Don't do that. Absolutely do not do that. I don't care how upset you are about the situation at hand. I don't know about you, but even the best bosses out there wouldn't give this request more than three seconds of thought before saying a pretty firm N-O, at least in my experience, if I presented something in that way. Even if you think your boss is like the best thing since sliced bread, by the way, is that like the best thing? Like, wouldn't we just have sliced the bread ourselves and not complained much about it if we had to take a knife out and slice it? Okay, whatever. Welcome to my fun brain and humor. Um, Back to our regularly scheduled programming here. Even if your boss is the best of the best, don't be an idiot. Like, you need to remember your boss's job is to think about the bigger picture for the company. His or her job is not to care about your feelings or lack of time. I know this is harsh, but this is also true. So don't let your emotions get the best of you. Don't lead with them. Be strategic, plan, and be organized with your thoughts and with your ask. So to be the best negotiator here, you need to quote unquote sell your request to your boss in hopes that he or she will quote unquote buy it. So you need to ask yourself, what's in it for them? What's in it for the company? What is going to make them review this request and see the value, the benefit, the no-brainer reason why they should approve it? And if you work in sales, you already know and likely practice a lot of this. And if you don't, you're getting amazing sales lessons right here in this episode too. I'm really packing this show with so much goodness. You are so welcome, Mama. Okay, so let's talk strategy. Being strategic here means thinking about what's valuable to your boss, like thinking about what they care about. Think about things that make life easier for them, that make them look good to their boss, that would give them what they need, not what you need. Even though, yes, this is ultimately about you. Look at the situation through this lens to get started. So here's how you might present this request. Step one, make a list of all the pros, like why this idea makes sense for the company and for your boss specifically. Take yourself out of your head for a minute and put yourself in your boss's shoes. Ask yourself, what reasons can I give them that they can't possibly turn down making this happen for me because those reasons are that good? throwing this out there. Does it help with call volume or customer support in a different time zone if you're looking for a different time of day to work? Does it offer more support to colleagues in the office or remotely? Maybe part of your team is not in the office and this would offer more support because you're not there now too. Does your role require more strategic thought and planning or creative tasks that are better done at home with fewer distractions. Are you more productive during specific hours of the day, therefore your output will be better? 
Can you manage something more easily from home that your boss would love to delegate? And finally, does it ultimately mean better work-life balance for you as a valuable employee? So make your last line item something that says, yes, this will help you too. You don't want your request to appear unauthentic. So if it does mean having a better work-life balance, say it. But just don't make it the most important priority for making this request. Like, don't lead with that. Okay, step two. Don't forget the cons. It is crucial to show you have thought about this from all ends, not only the positive ones. So add a list of cons. But again, be strategic about this. You need to list more pros than cons, obviously. You should be able also to add a note of how you can fix the problem before it even potentially surfaces. Or at least verbally present this part when you review it with your boss. So example, potential con number one. Letting you work remotely more often might mean other people will request this as well and form a remote epidemic in your office, followed by your proposed fix. I've been with the company for X number of years, and with the tenure and seniority I have, maybe this is something that could be offered only to me for those reasons. Or, I totally get how this could impact other people. That's fair. I would be happy to come up with a remote working document that outlines the company's expectations on this policy if this is something that will be offered across the board. Okay, potential con number two. Maybe there's a lack of support in the office if you're working odd hours or from home. It's followed by your proposed fix. I know this is a big change and I can understand not having my role physically here every day or during traditional hours will be different. So many companies are moving toward remote employees or so many companies are adopting a flexible schedule since the pandemic began. There's just been a wider range of talent that isn't necessarily local or available during traditional hours to tap into. I did some research on these products that would be great ways to maintain communication with my team throughout the workday so they still know I'm present and available for support. And here's where you'd provide some examples of the research that you've done. I also recently read an article about how working at times when you have optimal brain power, not necessarily nine to five or the schedule you're looking to get away from, makes you XX percent more efficient and productive at work. And I wanted to share that with you. So, you know, gather some resources here that you'll be able to also present during this part of the chat if needed. And then step three, sell it. I'm going to tell you the most important thing I've learned when it comes to sales and really when it comes to life in general, if you want anyone to listen to you, you need to communicate your message in the right way and the right way isn't always the same for every situation or for every person. In fact, it can be very, very different. There are four main types of communication styles, and we all have one category that we fit into best. 
this is the one that feels most comfortable, comes most naturally, and is most often the way we tend to communicate. It's like our comfort zone, our security blanket. It's my Long Island accent that comes out after a few drinks. It's the way you tend to communicate when you're not putting forth much effort or energy toward your audience because you're just being you and you're just keeping it real. Now, we are not going to dive into those communication styles in depth on this episode, but I will say you can easily, after this episode, pop on over and listen to episode 11, Communication Hacks, where I give you a fun quiz on finding your communication style, and I tell you my three-step process on basically how to communicate in the most effective and efficient way possible. So when you're done with this episode, which is almost over, by the way, go listen to episode 11 so you can get the full picture here. But moving back to this and trying to wrap this up, uh, this negotiation strategy here, now that you've got your pros and your cons outlined and organized, you need to obviously present this request in a way that is going to be received the way you want it to be with a big, fat, hell yeah. So keeping in mind who your audience is, you need to communicate your ask in a way that resonates with them in a style that is similar to how they communicate, not how you communicate. For example, if you personally like things explained in a lot of detail, but your boss prefers a more direct route, pitch this more directly. Or if you tend to prefer a quicker path to the end, but your boss likes to hear every turn and step it takes to get there, then get ready to review this request with a fine-tooth comb and walk them through all the details of the trip. Finally, plan a time to pitch your negotiation when you believe the idea will be best received. Don't ask during a major crisis or pop in unexpectedly at 4.30 on a Friday. Set some time aside and perhaps give your boss a heads up that you'd like to discuss your schedule if that makes sense for the situation. I have used this strategy to help moms negotiate remote work opportunities, flexible schedules, higher pay, and even incredible added benefits to their salaries. If this is something you are looking to do and you want to schedule a free strategy session with me, I would love to chat with you. Feel free to visit my website over at mamaworkit.com coaching. So that's today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So if you can please spend two minutes leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening from, it would totally mean the world to me. I mean it. I read every single review and it just makes my day when I see that feedback come in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you think this episode or this show would resonate with another mama friend, invite her to listen. I am on a mission to help millions of moms around the world live their best life through intentionally using their time. So if you have a friend who also wants in on that, please share the show with them. Thanks again, Mama. Now go on and work it. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from, and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. 
Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.